You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the new version of Earth Station One. That's right, folks. We are back, and we are going to be looking at, ready for this, folks, the Tim Burton version of Wednesday. That's right, the Netflix series. It Everyone has been, like, just talking and talking and talking about it, and it's been one of the most popular series on Netflix ever. And it's pretty amazing to think about that the Adams family is having such a resurgence in 2022. And I'm going to be looking forward to talking about this one. It was an amazing series and it was fun. It was adventurous. It was a mystery. It was all the different things. And you know what? The man who is my, you know, I wouldn't call him Lurch. I call him more my Mr. Uncle Fester than anything else let's welcome mr mike gordon to the show <laughs> howdy i think how are you buddy peachy keen are you doing okay are you ready for a little bit of wednesday i on a, am on a monday <laughs> always good to talk about wednesday on a monday and it's going to be released on thursday exactly at least we're not having sunday storing it so that'd be really too confusing but it's going to be a lot of fun and definitely looking forward to it. And joining us, of course, the lovely and talented Ashley Pauls. Thank you. I was going to say, if Mike is Uncle Fester, does that make me thing? Or <laughs> maybe I don't <laughs> want to know which character I am. <laughs> well, at least I wasn't calling you Cousin It, so it's okay. <laughs> That's true. Fair. Yeah. It could be worse. I, I think Faber's It. Because, I mean, look at that long hair, hippie. Uh, long hair? I don't have long hair anymore, dude. <laughs> I have <laughs> but, Mike. I, Mike, I have hair. But out I don't of the two of hair. us, you have longer hair. Well, one of us has hair on his head, not on his. Okay, never mind. But <laughs> it's always good to be able to have a wonderful crew with us tonight, and it's going to be an exciting adventure to talk about this one. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please, you know, write us feedback at ourstation1.com. And, of course, we want to say hi to our folks who are watching us right now on YouTube. Hi, everybody. So we're all waving at you guys. Those at home are, like, losing out now. You know, we're we're doing to two different types of audiences now. It's pretty awesome. And thank you, everyone, who has subscribed to us up on YouTube. Thank you, everybody, who's left feedback, who's given us thumbs up. And, of course, let's also give a big thank you to everyone who has been following us up on you know the audio versions because we still have some amazing places where you can listen to us and a lot of listeners are still listening to us audio wise and you know you get special little treats for listening to us on audio wise usually you get ashley's segment on the audio version you get michelle's iconic rock blog and of course the geek girls take depends which episode you're listening to because with us doing the new versions of the show having it come out on both on mondays and thursdays now it's you know going to be sent right to your streaming device and youtube is going live at the same time also so it's you know 
cool. You get it. Those also twice a week. So you're going to be getting all that. And, you know, more Earth Station One for you to love, as we like to say. It's pretty cool. And you know what? Definitely would love to hear from you, as we like to say. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, especially at the holiday season. Giving is a great thing. So tell everybody, have a little, you know, Christmas tree underneath. Have a little package wrapped up and have it be an Earth Station One t-shirt from our T-Public store. Or, you know, some kind of uh, gift certificate for Patreon. You could have them sign up for our Patreon and help support the station that way. You know, it's not that much. You know, hell, if you donate $12, you can help subscribe to the ESO network for a year. That's not too shabby if you think about it that way. 12 whole dollars. So it's pretty cool if you do that. And, you know, you can find us, of course, wherever fine podcasts are found, YouTube, or, of course, our Patreon and patreon.com slash ESO network. Pretty cool stuff. And also, as cool stuff goes, you still have a little time, not much, as of the recording date, uh, to get some nice glasses from our friends over at Tifosi Optical. And, folks, people have been ordering for the holidays from our Tifosi account so thank you thank you everybody who has been ordering for tofosi and you know what tofosi is just an amazing place to do it and i know by the time this comes out christmas is all already in the past it was yesterday because this is coming out being released on the 26th so happy boxing day everybody and i'm sure tofosi is having an after christmas sale and you know the great thing about tofosi is you can get a cool pair of sunglasses but you also get 10% off your whole order. Even if there's a sale at Tifosi Optical, you can get 10% off your whole order, including the sale items. That's right. All you have to do is put in Earth Station 1. That's pretty awesome. Nevermore was created as a safe haven for our children to learn and to grow, no matter who or what they are. Should we meet your new roommate? Are you feeling okay? You look a little pale. Please excuse Wednesday. She's allergic to color. Oh, wow. What happens to you? I break out into hives and then the flesh peels off my bones. I act as if I don't care if people dislike me. Deep down, I actually enjoy it. Bill. There's just something wrong about this place. Not just because it's a school. Secret societies, hidden libraries, a homicidal monster. What other surprises are in store? Uncle Fester. I like to travel incognito. Come on, let's roll! Nevermore continues to be a place where the questions far outweigh the answers. I won't stop until I find the truth. I know the suspense is killing you.
Miss Thornhill. I trust Enid has given you the old Nevermore welcome. She's been smothering me with hospitality. I hope to return the favor in her sleep. All right, Mr. Mike, are you ready to take it away with Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday, On a Monday. Adams. <laughs> Monday, right. Uh, now I sound like Solomon Grundy. <laughs> this mo- this show, uh, in a lot of ways, has been in pre-production as early as 1991. Uh, Tim Burton wanted to uh, do his own version of The Addams Family, bring that to the big screen. Um, but who who got in the way? That would be Batman. You can blame Batman for Tim Burton not uh, doing the uh, the Adams Family movies, Adams Family and Adams Family Values that came out in the early '90s. Barry Sodenfeld uh, directed those, uh, so and those were highly regarded. Um, and uh, since then, we've got some um, animated movies from the Adams Family. But uh, this was announced. Um, I don't know, like about a year ago or so, it feels like. I don't know. I get time is all still wiggly wobbly for me, uh, especially since the pandemic. But um, uh, basically, the showrunners here are Miles Millar and Alfred Goh, who do uh, who uh, did uh, Smallville. Uh, and uh, they approached um, Tim Burton to see if he would be interested in being involved and Tim was like, yeah. So, um, so he directed the first four episodes kind of set the tone for the series, I think visually. And, and it went from there. So um, uh, now Ashley, I mean, my history with the Adams family goes back to as far as I can remember, I was watching the show, the original series on, uh, on syndication, loved it. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Loved the original cartoons uh, that Charles Adams drew the movies I, I like as well, but where do you stand going into this series as far as your experience with the Adams? So I would say I am a very, very new fan. In fact, up until about two weeks ago, I wouldn't have guessed that I would even be doing this podcast because Wednesday wasn't really on my radar and I wasn't super interested, but um, my dad and a coworker of mine who's a good friend was like, you should really watch this. This is really good. And so... I watched the first episode and just kept watching because the show and the characters pulled me in. I was familiar some with the Adams family just because they're such a part of pop culture. Like everybody can kind of sing along with the theme song and the finger snaps and knows characters um, like Mm -hmm. Thing and Cousin It and Uncle Fester. But it was really cool to be able to be introduced to these characters in a way that I probably wouldn't have encountered them otherwise. So I think the show does exactly what it needs to do for new fans like myself. Like it got me interested and now I would be interested in going back and checking out some of the other materials, whereas I probably never would have gotten around to it if it hadn't been the show getting so much attention. So to me, that's always kind of cool. Like sometimes sequels, reboots, remakes are just shameless cash grabs. But then other times I think there are cool ways to do it where you really can honor what's come before and then bring in new fans. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed it. And I pretty much wanted to watch an episode every night once I started. So, yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm, like I said, I'm a very new fan, but I definitely am a fan. And this is definitely going to end up being one of my favorite stories of the year on my uh, top 10 list. 
with you yeah, being a newbie to the show though ashley did you understand some of the references to the other family members and such some yeah like again just from hearing them referenced in um other stories or kind of in different pop culture things so i found that there wasn't necessarily sorry for the cat cameo and back there um i was about yeah, to I say you had a good guest start tonight yes but yeah i didn't there wasn't any time where i felt lost i'm sure there are things that i missed having not seen some of the past materials but nothing ever took me out of the story and i think that will maybe be some fun things for this is definitely a show that i would like to go back and rewatch cuz i'm sure that there are things little details and things like that that i missed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh mike what about you what i know that we've done we did a whole episode on the adams family uh, a few years ago and all the iterations that have been out there uh i mm-hmm. think i don't even know if this was on the horizon when we did that episode um no. the animated so we had no ones idea that hadn't was even come out by that point when we right that's them. right the first animated one was about to come out i think when we recorded that that right that episode so so what did you feel like going into this because netflix was also uh you know having a reboot of the monsters at you know kind of releasing around the same time and of course that didn't that was very mixed let's say that about that uh about that reboot if you will um so what was it about wednesday what did you feel about it going in it was interesting because i despise the new version of the monsters it i don't keep that a secret but i think a lot of it was rob zombie and there's a big difference between a rob zombie film and a tim burton project and it's you know the casting the people who are involved with it the stories and I was, you know, mildly curious what they were going to be doing. At first, when they first announced it, I was like, "Eh, it's probably going to be some kind of CW drool or something like that. And, you know, I was going to be like, I'll I'll maybe catch it sometime. But when they started announcing the casting and some of the folks who were going to be directing and folks who were going to be writing and, you know, just the creators. And then at Comic-Con this last year, um, they announced um, who was playing Uncle Fester. It was kept a surprise. And then when they announced Fred as Fester, I was like, okay, I'm in, you know. And it was interesting to think about it. And Wednesday was the perfect character to spin off a show on you know i couldn't see them doing a pugsley show i couldn't see them doing a morticia and gomez show or a lurch show maybe a fester show possibly (laughs) possibly but um i'm very you know i think it was a very well done series i think the characterization was very true to form and Damn it, that poor girl did not blink the whole episode series. And I think I maybe caught her once or twice, but it was amazing. She was awesome. And I am looking forward to talking about this. There was a lot of it. And I can't wait to watch it again. That's how much I liked it. Yeah. I mean, we weren't even scheduled to, to, we didn't know how this series would go. And, uh the the interest on it was like it could have gone either way and we did not put this on our schedule to review because we just didn't know if it was going to be anything that we would jump at 
uh, as Mike said, he was not really, you know, gung ho about it until I think the buzz was just incredible on this and you couldn't avoid how, I mean, it just took off like, uh, like wildfire. Um, and as I said, I mean, I've, I've been a big, uh, Adams family fan. The original series is one of my favorites. The original series was a family show. And I, and I, and I mean that as, as it was about the whole family, but it particularly had a spotlight on, uh, the relationship between Gomez and Morticia. Um, and but there were kids there, of course, but most of the episodes focused on, on Gomez, uh, the married couple. Um, as most family dramas do, I think you have your kids there, but you don't really do, the, they don't do a lot of heavy lifting because as actors, they, they can't, right? They're just kid actors, um, especially back in those days. Um, so it wasn't until the Sonnenfeld movies in the nineties where it seemed like Wednesday was really like taking center stage. Uh, particularly, I think, um, uh, I'm not sure which one it is. Is it the first movie where she has the uh, lemonade stand? I think it was the second one. But I, the yeah. second one also was when they went to summer camp. Yeah, that scene with uh, Wednesday at summer camp uh, where they were doing her, where they were doing the sketch on the pilgrims and the Indians for Thanksgiving was like just went viral. And it's still one of my favorite moments of any Adams Family thing. Uh, so and that um Christina Ritchie, very young Christina Ritchie, played Wednesday in those two movies. Uh, the two animated movies also kind of focus on Wednesday as well. So Wednesday has really become like a centerpiece of this uh, this franchise in a way that. So now we've got this series, and you know, for me, I was very interested. Um, I'd heard about some of the casting, of course, and I was like, oh, I don't know. That's will be interesting to see all these actors play uh, these roles that I know of. Um, but, uh, yeah, until, um, until I see it, I'm not going to know, but it seemed to fit that sort of, you know, uh, sort of goth teens, supernatural, whatever in, in some sort of school environment, kind of like Harry Potter. But in my mind, it was more to the akin of like Buffy, the vampire slayer, or even recently, uh, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, where, um, you know, these uh, female characters are going through high school, learning about life while they're dealing with all these weird things. And uh, and so and, of course, the trailer uh, for the series with Wednesday holding the bags of piranha uh, <laughs> in the pool was just like, OK, that you got me. That's that's perfect. Um, this is going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, I watched the series. Um, because Netflix doesn't, uh, they, they release everything at once. So within a weekend, I had watched the whole series, uh, because it was just, it, I couldn't turn it off. It was amazing. Uh, so I really, um, I thought the writing and everything was strong. There was, it took me in places that I did not expect to go. Um, but, uh, I still have some issues with some of the casting, uh, particularly of some of the family members, but we'll get to that. Um, but uh, turning back to you, Ashley, what was something about the show? that really hooked you well i think wednesday is a really fascinating character and again great performance i feel like the show is make or break based on how this lead character is portrayed and uh, jenna ortega i believe does such a good job and i like because wednesday straddles that perfect line but like an a likable unlikable character like she has so many traits that 
you know, could easily have come off, like push the audience away, but she still manages to be endearing. So I think just that she's such a compelling character really draws you in. And I like that she is somebody who genuinely doesn't care whatever people think about her. I feel like a lot of coming age tales are about teenagers that are worried about how they fit in. And she's just like, I'm just good as myself. And then to see that even though she doesn't compromise on who she is, she is still able to make friends. So that was really cool. I enjoyed the contrast. Reluctantly trying to make friends. Yeah, reluctantly. And I like that they didn't go too like warm and fuzzy at the end that they let her have some moments like the moment where she hugged Enid was really sweet, but I like that they didn't go too flowery at the very end. Cause you can't like, she's still Wednesday. So she's got a reputation to maintain, but <laughs> I like the contrast between her and Enid was pretty fun. And then, yeah, just watching her play off some of the adults, like the leader of the school, always good to see Gwendolyn Christie. Um, and then the sheriff seeing her, kind of go toe to toe with these adults and just the frustration of she knows what's going on and will not believe her. I also like that they surprised me with some of the twists and the mystery. I spent the whole show trying to figure out who the the monster was and who was controlling mm. the monster. So I, I like that they kind of made you uncertain for a little bit and that Wednesday was really convinced it was one person, but then it turned out to be another. So they kind of play with some stereotypes and your expectations and I mean, of course, the thing, like, what a great performance um, from that actor. I will say the actor who did the hand motions was a better performance than some other, like, full acting performances I've seen in movies and TV shows this year. So wow. I think it's great that anytime you have a character with, like, no dialogue, not even any facial expressions, but you can create a character that feels real so yeah i think again it's it's really just the characters that drew me in and also it was a cool mystery with a little notes of supernatural i felt like it checked so many boxes of things that i enjoy and told a teenage drama without veering into some of that cheesy cw stuff which kind of what you talked about i feel like it just it struck just the right balance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I should point out to to people watching, people listening, that uh, we are going to go into spoilers. So if you have not seen the show or you do not want to be spoiled whatsoever about anything aspect of the show, I mean, you've already reached a point where it's like, oh, maybe. Uh, but uh, I don't think we've spoiled anything yet, but we probably will uh, shortly because I'm about further, to... <laughs> we definitely will. Yeah, because I'm about to ask Mike like what he enjoyed. So I'm sure he's going to spoil something. <laughs> oh, spoil something? No, no, I'll spoil everything. No. <laughs> no. It was interesting with the series. I agree with what you said, Mike, about some of the casting wasn't exactly what I was expecting. And I enjoyed the young lady, Jenna. She was awesome. She was amazing as Wednesday. Uh, the kid, you know, who they had as her roommate was, they were so perfectly opposite mm -hmm. and and it was cute too because you had so many different you know characters in this but it the one constant was how her roommate was like a total ball of sunshine the whole you know pretty much the whole time except for when she got stood up but you know huh. you know it was understandable the guy was you know 
turned to stone. You know, it does happen. Yeah. So, so. What can you do? Exactly. But yeah, it was interesting. I was worried about halfway through the series, you know, with the whole thing with the mystery and, you know, who, you know, who the monster was and what the monster was. And, you know, it was real interesting with that. But I was like, going, oh, please don't go down the, you know, Nancy Drew route or go down the, you know, the route of it becoming too CW-ish. And it didn't, which was awesome. And it, it, every step of the way you thought it was going to turn bad, it got warped. It got weird. It got, you know, Adams is a good way to put it. And I enjoyed that part. And there were, you know, when you think things were at its bleakest and you go, oh, everything was explaining itself. You expected, you know, because a lot of times with the CW shows, especially, there's like holes in the plots you could drive a truck through. <laughs> this one, I didn't feel like it. It it was explaining itself. Some of it was pulling the, you know, the bag over your head, but it made sense in the end. And that's what I loved about it. And, you know, the casting, like you said, Gwendolyn Christie was amazing in the series. It, you know, and she was a great, great character and it sucked to see her go. And, yeah. Some you know, shocking moments that yes. I didn't expect. But it was also mm -hmm. cool to see Christina Ricci in this, you know, especially the scenes with her and Wednesday. They, the chemistry between the two of them was awesome and everything. And I, I thought that was awesome. Um, like Ashley said, the actor who they had playing thing was the bet one of the best parts of the show. And it, it was, you know, for a hand to steal a show was, you know, some of the best stuff about it. And I definitely think, you know, I would, that's a series I could watch a spinoff, you know, being in friends or something. <laughs> <laughs> Or even better, lurching thing, mm. you know. So, mm. and it's interesting. One of the things, you know, I was, you know, wondering, though, with the series is you learned what, you know, Morticia's powers were. Because everyone at the school had some kind of, was either, they were either werewolves or they were, you know, they had the snakes or they were, you know, soothsayers or whatever they were. It was interesting. But what is Gomez's powers? Because he was at the school. Mm -hmm. and everything so i'm curious on that one i have theories but we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah it's it's interesting that they added a sort of powers to the adams family because we haven't really seen that and in in previous incarnations particularly in the series the main joke uh the main uh aspect the main gimmick of the show was that uh you would they would uh sort of take the Adams family and put them in quote unquote normal situations and see how like normal people would react and how crazy things were. Um, but I will tell you that as much as I love the original series, if you binge it, like that's a one, that's a, that's a joke. That's a one joke that gets like done over and over and over and over again. It's like, wow, how many times can like ordinary people come into their house and get freaked out about, the, the 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 bear on the wall or the or lurch or like and it's just it would happen 
every single time. Um, which that's the way TV was back then. People didn't binge things. People didn't watch, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't even, a lot of people didn't even have TVs. So they weren't sure like what, you know, you couldn't guarantee that somebody was going to be able to watch it every week. So you couldn't tell continuous stories, et cetera, et cetera. So what they've done here is you still get that element because the school is located in a uh, small, I think it's Vermont, right? It is. Uh, yes. New England town, right? Um and uh small New England town. And so you have the normies, so to speak, and you have like the 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 school, the students and everything. And so you have this right there, this dynamic between uh normal and odd. Plus the fact that this is the beauty of the show, that even with a school that has vampires and werewolves and you know, all these other beings, uh supernatural beings. Wednesday's still an outcast. Like she's even <laughs> an outcast there. She's an outcast. You think, oh, well, she'll just go to this academy and she'll just fit right in. No, she has no interest in fitting in anywhere. She is an outcast everywhere she goes. She's an outcast in her family. She's an outcast in high school, in a regular high school. She's an outcast everywhere. And 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 she loves that. I think uh she really enjoys doing that. She she really is a character with no Fs to give. Like she just doesn't like she doesn't care. Um, now we find out, you know, there is a way to penetrate that goth exterior of hers. Right. We do see like her start to care about things and she does care about her family uh, to an extent. Um, so that process of learning that is really interesting and taking things like that you, like Mike said, uh, you would see in a CW show, like the love triangle mm-hmm. or like a young adult, you know, movie series or whatever that taking things like that and sort of flipping them, right. Like sort of like playing them from a different side or a different angle, um, was very interesting to me as well. I think the show was a lot smarter than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, it was so. really really uh, in depth they uh they played around with the history of the atoms uh and that was a really interesting thing as mike said there's still some mysteries things we don't know there um so um but i will say you know regarding as an adams family fan you know looking at the family i think uh i think jenna well, the whole thing falls apart if jenna's not Mm-hmm. decent right that is not good right but she she is more than capable of putting this show on her shoulders and carrying this show like every time she's on screen it you just want more of her i mean it's just it's she does such, such a great job the rest of the family um i think louis goodsman was was cast really well as gomez particularly when you look at the original uh strip the the original cartoons that charles adams did um but I do miss his like energy and his passion because the, even though that John Aston and Raul Julia were uh, more attractive than Guzman, they were energetic. They had a passion that you could definitely understand why Morticia was attracted to him. Uh, and even in the cart- cartoon, you can, on the comic strip, you could see that there was an energy that he had there, but Louis like played it. And I don't know, this might've been a direction that he was given, but he kind of played it like he was just kind of there. Like I didn't really. He was almost too. La- he was almost too laid back. Right. He was Gomez. very laid back. Cause, right. Because you had, you know, both actually Raul Julia and you know John Aston were very manic. They were like energy. Boom, 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 boom. 
you know, and, you know, then again, you know, and then, you know, John, John Aston's, oh, my Sharif, you know, the whole yeah, thing, yeah. thing mm-hmm. then running, grabbing a sword, Fester, let's go, you know, it's like, and it was just always, I did not feel that for him. And I liked him. He looked just like the original cartoons looked yeah. and everything. And I think that's what they were going, but he was almost too, he was almost flat in times. Yeah. And I don't think it was the actor. I think it's just the way it was written. Because uh, yeah. he didn't oh, no, really I don't have any, he didn't have, and we've seen Louise in other things. I mean, he's capable, more than capable of doing that sort of thing. Catherine Zeta-Jones was a, a pleasant surprise to me. At first, it took me a little while to figure out, like, I was like, I was like, man, it just feels like she's cosplaying Morticia. But then later on, I think, uh, especially when the two characters connect, when Wednesday and her mom finally do connect, um, after the, the, the cemetery scene and stuff, I did kind of feel like that they had a connection and I really kind of went all in with Catherine Zeta Jones as well. Um, so I did, I did appreciate her performance. Uh, the actor they got playing Pugsley, I can't think of his name, but he's perfect. He's great. Don't change a thing. Uh, Lurch was awful. Like he, I got no sense of menace from Lurch whatsoever. Um, so I, I did not care for that. Fortunately, he's not on screen that much. Um, as we've talked about, Thing is amazing. And the biggest surprise to me was Fred Armiston as Fester. I don't think I've ever loved Fred Armiston more than as Fester. He is perfect as Fester. Like, perfect, perfect, perfect. Like, better than Christopher Lloyd, I think. Uh, maybe oh, not as good as Jackie Cooper, but be- like, he was, he just nailed it. He's my second favorite Fester, truthfully. <laughs> and he, and it was really cool too because we finished watching Wednesday last Wednesday, and then mm-hmm. on Thursday we went, and this is gonna be part of my shout out, so you, know, you guys will hear this later. We went to go to the REM tribute show mm-hmm. at um, the Roxy that was for the 40th anniversary of the release of Chronic Town, and guess who was one of the singers there? Fred Armistead. So, oh wow! And so it was pretty. Has, awesome. has his hair grown back? Yeah, and it was funny. So when the audience yelled "Fester," <laughs> <laughs> you never know where he's going to show up. It's pretty. Yeah. It was pretty awesome, and you know what? It was. He was as Fester. He captured you know the creepiness of Fester. The you know they made Fester more diabolical in this than they have elsewhere. You know, because like in the two movies. You know, he was easily persuaded and he was brainwashed in the first one as Christopher Lloyd. Right. And and I didn't find him all that comical as Fester and where Jackie Cooper was completely, you know, was great. You know, he was the weird Uncle Fester, you know, the light bulb in the mouth and the electricity and everything. And he I wasn't think, as, he wasn't that bright. I mean, Fred brings a brightness, as intelligence to him that he doesn't didn't have in the original series. Exactly. Well, exactly. And you know, I, and I love because I was hoping I'd had no clue they were going to be bringing Fester into for the series, and that was one of the cool things about it because she kept on saying, you know, oh, my uncle was at a monastery for five years, and and she says, oh, what did he study? Oh no, he was he was a captive of the monks. You know, and it was just, it was just awesome. And there was just so many good lines in this. The writing was awesome, even in this. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and we've talked about the um, and I know, Ashley, you don't have a lot of experience with the previous uh, portrayals of the series of the of the family. So but you mentioned uh, Enid and uh, a couple of other um, obviously uh, uh, Miss Weems who's the head of the school principal, or I don't know if it's the principal headmasters, whatever. Headmasters. Uh, right. Um, and some of the others, but uh, yeah, I think that's the other beauty about this show is that they introduce us to a whole bunch of new people. Um, some of them are, you know, kooky crazy and the others are just quote unquote normies. Uh, but we find out, I think one of the other things that this show kind of proves or, or kind of sets out to say is that, you know, even the most normal people are, are odd like there's mm-hmm. no such no such thing as normal right because we find out a lot of the people that are in the like, like normies in the town are really capable of monstrous things as well mm-hmm. in some ways the monsters true monsters on the show were the normies from the town and yeah. then, and what you know the the kids were doing like to the at the dance or you know and it was it was just horrible what they were doing to the freaks at the school, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really guys don't even go there, you know, cause, and I think during it, you were finding basically that they were, you know, some of them were actually realizing that, you know, Hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing this to the kids mm-hmm. and everything. And they were starting to regret some of it. Mm. So some of them actually did have a soul. What, uh, what, Ashley, what did you think of the sort of the flashbacks to the witch trials and all of the history that was going on in the town? Um, that, uh, what did you feel about that sort of angle in the show? Yeah, I feel like anytime you can have, um, flashbacks and kind of reference like actual history that happens, I feel like that added a richness to the show. I thought it was interesting that she was communing with a past um, member of the family. I don't know if that was something new added for the show or not, but I liked the contrast between her and her mother too. the different types of visions they had and that her mother had the more positive visions and she had the negative ones and how that could have driven her mad basically and kind of isolated her from everybody. And then yeah, so just seeing how that uh, quest developed, interesting setting with the school and the city and then the um, Pilgrim theme park, which was amusing, like <laughs> seeing them all have to volunteer at that place. So, yeah, I thought they did a really good job setting the stage and making this feel like a setting that had a role to play in the story. I felt like so many things about this series were purposeful like there was a reason why things happened and like the flashbacks and the visions weren't just like padding or adding to the runtime I felt like they added to the story and added some uh, historical richness and I'd be curious to see more about like Adam's family ancestors and how that may come into play especially if they all have powers and yeah seeing that all weave through the story going forward Gotcha. Uh, can I uh, also just uh, insert here that uh, when uh, when they did have that field trip to the, uh, you know, the original like village or, you know, the representation of the village theme park, as you called it, um, that is uh, kind of a real thing. Like 
there is a place in in Massachusetts called Plymouth Plantation, mm. where that's exactly that. what they do. It's a living history of colonial times, and so they have when you walk in there. I mean, you're given a tour, and you can walk around wherever. Uh, but it's almost like, um, in some ways, but it's more of an educational thing uh, than like a, of a Ren fair where everybody's in character. Uh, you find you go up to like, you know, women and they tell you like what their what their jobs are, what they do every day. Um, you can churn butter with them or whatever. You like you can do all these things like it's uh, like every every kid in Massachusetts at some point like has gone to Plymouth Plantation to like to do this because it's like kind of I don't know. It's like a law or something. Uh, but it, it uh, a typical field trip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. When I saw the scenes of this, I was like, wow, here they are, like, you know, taking this this thing that I remember from my childhood mm-hmm. and, and you know, putting a spin on it. That's mm-hmm. not very much, uh, you know, it's sort of like, I know this, you're not probably going to get this, uh, Ashley, but the sort of like the same sort of thing that in Adam's family values that uh, the colonization aspect of it, that, um, that that Wednesday kind of accuses uh, everybody of in, in that sketch, which is so wonderful. And when she's like burning every uh, burning the village down and everything, she's like rewriting history. Like the, the Indians were win instead of, instead of being colonized or whatever. And I found that that was a, like kind of, there's a lot of like little tiny, I think references to the movies, the TV series, the comic, um, everything else um and and especially even included in that uh probably the most famous thing that's come out of the show so far is the dance right oh Mm -hmm. yeah you know now a lot of younger people are very interested in the cramps it's pretty awesome (laughs) yeah who would have thought that right oh it's pretty awesome it is pretty pretty awesome no it was really neat to see and i agree with you you know up in the especially the northeast the pilgrim villages and you know then if you go into pennsylvania you have the amish and it's all it all ties in and that's know, real though oh you, the, well, the amish are real people like that yeah the, the, amish, stuff is... the, the amish are real people but the amish villages that they have and the quilt stores and stuff like that a lot of that is right, um for tourists like they get tourists. Paid. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and i loved it you know when the uh one lady was like all holier than now. And when she caught Wednesday and everything, and she, then she says, Oh, I'm from Cleveland, you know, or wherever. Yeah. Like, I've only been oh, here for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so, and it, it's true. Cause I have memories of the same kind of field trips, Mikey. And so it was real interesting to see. And you know what? There was so many good moments in it. It was interesting how the monster in this, you know, what they call the hide was very Mm -hmm. tim burtony looking the monster Mm -hmm. then you know it with the bug eyes and everything and it was you know it looked like it could have been very easily out of beetlejuice or you know one of the other projects that they've he they've that tim burton has done and it was very well done because they didn't overdo it either and that's what made it and i think that's what did it up also you know i think my only weak point was that they gave the adams family powers and everything just her being you know this dark brooding creature of the night and i'm talking about wednesday 
would have been enough for you know her powers but her having the visions you know it was it was it pushed the storyline along and i think yeah. that was fine yeah know. absolutely i think um also you know uh getting back to the dance i i read that uh that uh jenna herself uh choreographed the number uh the dance i heard that too um and she put in uh some references to she watched a lot of youtube videos of goth dancing so uh she had that on there but i one thing i really appreciate is that she put in a couple moves uh, there's a classic episode where uh, Wednesday teaches Lurch how to dance. Um, and in that episode, Wednesday does these little dance and does these moves. And, and this Wednesday uh, in this dance sequence does a little bit of that too. She also That's does cool. the, uh, the sort of the cha-cha that um, dance that Morticia does uh, with the, with the rose at some point in the, in the series. So there's, not only is Jenna like choreographing this like pretty awesome moves, uh, uh, this dance number, but she's also throwing references in to past, uh, Adam's family things. And I think that's just, that's just awesome. And, and she did this all when she was coming down with COVID. Uh, mm. so, um, you know, that's, that's a true testament to how seriously she took this role and uh i think why she's so successful at it because she does take it she's all in like i even saw at one of the 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 uh premieres i mean she's wearing like one of the uh dark goth uh, black outfits the dresses or whatever it's like she's she's really all in on this which is great to see it's not just it doesn't feel like it's just a job to her no very much so and i'm looking forward to seeing how they grow the characters after this you know what they do for season two and oh, yeah. i know it, it hasn't been announced yet but it's one you know if they've announced like <laughs> you know anything it'll be in the next couple of weeks i'm sure there'll be an announcement saying or you know or, or either that or it'll be right after our episode goes live so you know that's usually <laughs> the way it, yeah like tomorrow exactly i mean you know nothing's certain i mean netflix is canceling stuff all the time of course all the other streaming services are cutting back as well but yet yes mike i mean i think within three weeks of the release of this episode the first episode or the first time it was released uh in november it became the second most watched english language netflix series of all time wow. like it, it's huge it received two golden globe nominations uh already uh, including one for Ortega, which um, I don't know who she's up against, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against her. Um, she's really taken over. So I, I do think that, and yeah, they they sort of open the door at the end for a second series, of mm -hmm. course, um, because not everything is completely resolved. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. What would you like to see in season two of Wednesday? Um, uh, which she's because right now she's not in the school, she's been kicked out, of, or yeah, she's been kicked out of the school. Um, and so she's on her way home. Does she come back to the school, or how does how do you think uh, all of that's going down? They the school does not have actually everybody's out of the school because there's no headmaster or headmistress, right? Correct. So the whole everything is up for grabs. Um, what do you want to see out of season two, Ashley? I think I would like to see her come back to the school because that was such an interesting environment. You have the fact that all these kids who may not necessarily be friends or interact are in this situation together. I think there could be some interesting um, drama surrounding who's the new 
person put in charge of the school and how is their management style similar or different to um, Principal Weems. I would also like to see another mystery. I think it would be cool if it was a different mystery instead of just like continuing on kind of a little bit like um, the BBC Sherlock series where you have like a different mystery every time, I think, or like Enola Holmes, like you have these continuing characters, but I'd like to see her working on kind of a different supernatural themed mystery and, but obviously bring all the um, favorite characters back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mike, anything in particular you would like to see from season two? Well, I agree with what Ashley says. I just don't want it to see it that, you know, kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer when they were in high school still, each season they had a different principal and the principal somehow becomes the sacrificial lamb of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that because that's such a trope. And uh, there's so much more they could explore with the character, with the school. And, you know, and it doesn't even have to, you know, go around her. It could be she could be part of something else. I think, you know, it could be something with the vampires or something with, you know, some of the other, you know, with the sirens or something. I think there's just so much potential with the characters and Wednesday's there as the main character, but she doesn't have to be, you know, be a family curse or something like that. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. going up against it. So I definitely think there, there's, there is potential and I could see the series going for like three or four more seasons after this so oh yeah heck yeah i mean i yeah i'm not even willing to put a end to that i mean right now i want i want more yeah i i do think nevermore academy uh we should return to that um i do think one of the biggest mistakes of of the series was uh eliminating uh principal weems uh as much of a shock as that was and i mean the shock only lasts like you know a few minutes uh, and then you're kind of like, damn, like, I don't know if they would needed to write Gwendolyn Christie out for some reason, because maybe mm. she has to, another Netflix show that she has to be in. I don't know. Maybe. Let's sleep on it and we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, man, she's had a good year, huh? Um <laughs> She's up there for uh, best actress for all things uh, for me this year. Um, but I uh, so yeah. I mean, look, I would love to see. I would even love to see like you know maybe Weems has a twin sister and she comes in. And mm, I know it's a trope, yeah. but I'll you know if it gets her back on the show, I will take that. Um, I will take that. I also want to. Um, I want to see cousin it. Uh, make an appearance in the second season i think you know we had a lot of uh you know fester we had we we got an appearance by fester we've seen almost all of the main family that we saw in the tv series and in the movie except for cousin it so i do think uh you know somehow uh, cousin it will be involved in a small part i think in the next season which would be nice um but the mystery right now is that we've got somebody following her right somebody's been Mm -hmm. taking pictures um and uh so somebody's stalking her for some reason so i guess we'll see what that's about but um what about um you know she had that she has a romantic interest it was a you know we did have the triangle but i think 
I think that triangle is now severed. I think it's now just between uh, her and uh, uh, it's not Tyler. What's the other? De- is it? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Xavier. Xavier. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think about Xavier and and Wednesday? Do you think do you like them as a couple? I think it's interesting the dynamic, and I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. I like again that they kind of flip the stereotype. Like he was the popular boy, and I was thinking, yeah, he's he's going to turn out to be the monster. But then, like it turned out to be the guy that she really seemed to bond with. That was kind of like an outcast like her. So. I think that she was definitely surprised and I think that they could grow that relationship between her and Xavier, but I would like to see that play out over a season and kind of work on their dynamic. So I wouldn't want to see anything happen too fast. And I would also be okay if they ended up as simply friends and, but yeah, I think he's an interesting character and I'm curious to see what they do with him in the second season. On a related note, I don't want to see when they tied up with a boyfriend. I think, you know, she works better as an independent. And that may be true, but uh, this is, uh, this is a TV series and the main character is going to have some love interest. I think that's pretty much a given. I don't think they're going to take a, but um, on a related note, um, do you want to see Tyler like a redemption arc for Tyler? No. No, 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 no. I could, I could go either way. I think it was, I really like what they did with him, that they made him such a sympathetic character at first. You really feel him for him. And then it turns on his head and you're like, oh man, he's kind of a psychopath. So I keep those layers and nuance into his character, but I think it would be interesting to see him lean even harder into being a villain because you don't always think of this kind of timid shy timid shy character becoming the main villain so i think yeah it would be kind of interesting to see him continue down that path well you kind of saw that at the very last scene of the series too you know that he was starting you know being taken away to wherever they take the Mm -hmm. monsters and he Mm -hmm. started transforming and yep you know so prepare to see him again next season i'm sure I I definitely think so. And and yeah, I mean, even though he did some horrendous things, uh, I think the most striking, the, the most uh, outside of Weems, I think uh, Dr. Kinbit getting uh, killed was really surprising to me, too. And really yeah. shocking. I mean, it just it definitely proved that, like, no one is safe in this show. Like, you know, maybe Wednesday and the Adams family are cool, but like maybe nobody else is is safe. Um but uh, yeah, I think that they could open up that door because they basically kind of said, you know, he's out of control. He's not really like so, he was being controlled when he did those horrible things. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is, you know, a chance for him. And uh, but I hope that they introduce somebody else too, just to make it interesting. Like just give mm-hmm. us a, Some you new. know, take the take this triangle and make it into whatever geometric tra- shape you want. <laughs> a love octagon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so last thoughts uh, for now, at least anyway, on the first season of Wednesday, Ashley. This um, series really surprised me and I found that delightful. I just, I really like when a show that I don't think I'm interested in just comes along and completely captures my imagination. So that's just, again, a reminder why I always try to give things a fair chance and get outside my comfort zone because 
you never know what you might fall in love with. So um, I'm really glad that I had people that encouraged me to watch this and it was well worth my time. So excited to watch it again. You, by the way, speaking of that, your your dad is uber cool, you know, like that's just like yes, yeah, he, my, my, would, my dad would never re- recommend something like he would never watch something like this, let alone recommend I watch. It. Yes. Yeah. Sure. He he was like, I'm binging Wednesdays. Like, I think you should watch this. So dad, dad was right yet again. So he told me to watch Strange <laughs> New Worlds. And I love that, too. So two two wins for dad this year. Gosh, we got to get there's, dad on there's the show. world yeah. out, outside of Star Wars. I, I know. I know. And I had to admit that my top story of the year was not a star wars so he's going to be giving me grief wow. about that for years so wow well that's awesome mike any uh final thoughts final thoughts i loved the series it 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 exceeded any expectations i had and the great thing about it is you don't have to be an adams family fanatic to enjoy the show and that's what makes it even more special and you can come into a cold like Ashley did, or you could be familiar with the movies, familiar with the cartoons, familiar with the original series. It doesn't matter. Any level, you're going to enjoy the show. And it's fun. It's It was the perfect amount of episodes. I didn't want to see it go any longer, and it didn't feel like the story drew out. There weren't any filler episodes, mm-hmm. which was perfect. And for me... It's going to be on my list of top 10 shows for the year. So yeah, definitely watch out for that. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know exactly how much more Tim Burton's going to be involved. Cause it seems like he kind of signed off after the first like half of the season. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe he's a consultant of some kind. I, I don't know exactly what he's going to be doing uh, going forward in, in season two, but uh, I, I definitely think that this series is is really better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of that is uh, due to, well, two things. One, it's due to the great writing and the great creative staff they have behind it. But also uh, Jenna takes that and just knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. She is, we are witnessing the birth of a major star now. Like, mm-hmm. I think Jenna Ortega is a star now. And it'd be interesting to see what she does outside yeah. of Wednesday. Hopefully she doesn't get too big that she has, she can't play Wednesday anymore. So, uh, or she doesn't want to play Wednesday anymore. So, uh, so enjoy it while it lasts, right? Cause it's on a streaming service mm-hmm. and you never know things, th- these things can change. So, well, cool. Well, that's, uh, all we have to snap about, right? Are we going to, what are we doing? Yeah. One quick second. I want to give a quick shout out to Danny Elfman for an amazing theme for the show mm, yes i couldn't great. i for completely you know i wanted to get that out there and you know the oingo boingo the music overall the, oh it was amazing yes, it was excellent yes the yeah. the the covers that they did of like painted black and with the cello and everything like that i mean it was uh the music overall was amazing yeah. it was a 48 track soundtrack for this so Woo. that's pretty amazing for this if you could find it folks it's definitely worth picking up all right, now we can wrap up the segment. Now we can wrap up the segment and do like the little snap, right? I love how they even incorporated the snap into the series as well. Um, so, yes, more please, more please. So uh, we will be right back and close out the show.
Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about the Star Wars novel, Ahsoka. Now, I'm going to give you a pretty spoiler-free review of this wonderful novel by E.K. Johnson. It's set not too far after Order 66, and Ahsoka is doing her best to live off the grid and as force-free as she can in the Outer Rim, where no one can spot her. But sadly, the reach of the Empire is making it hard for her, since every small out-of-the-way planet she seems to find a place on, the Empire swoops in and starts to use up that planet's resources. I really love how the book shows you what the people were going through and how many reacted to the Empire coming in and just taking over their planet. It shows a dark and gritty side of what we do not always see in Star Wars, kind of similar to what we saw in Andor. Ahsoka gives us a great glimpse into what happened to Ahsoka between Order 66 and when we see her again in Rebels. It also really shows you how she has grown and realized her place in the universe and how she couldn't just stay in the shadows. She had to keep fighting. I also love the writing style in the book since it's not all told by Ahsoka's viewpoint. We get the viewpoints of the Inquisitors and a couple other characters as well which getting a glimpse into the other characters' minds and how they're reacting to Ahsoka really moves the story along and makes it more interesting. This novel is targeted at young adult readers, but if you're a fan of the character and just love to know what happened after Order 66 in the whole Star Wars lore, then I would highly recommend checking out this fun and interesting novel. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. So, Brittany, Martha, <laughs> tell me about your podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like we're in sync, but also kind of a disaster. We are always a disaster. So our podcast is fun if you want to hear two people talk about and complain about stuff that <laughs> they love and also hate. And drink. And drink. And the show is Same. called? Oh. <laughs> But, but first, let's, let's talk, talk nerdy. nerdy. You can find us on the ESO Network. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>so let's go wrap up our episode for another week thank you guys for joining us i hope you guys are enjoying the new format you know shorter episodes more to the main topics or if we have somebody in the geek seat it's, they're going to be fo- the focus of that episode so it's pretty cool and like last week we did add a creative outlet to the main topic segment and when we did rem and so we actually had some wonderful young ladies who were talking about was it Black Cloak, a new series for Image Comics. Mm. And so they were in our creative outlet segment. And so we're going to be doing things like that. We're going to be having like bonus stuff with it. And on YouTube, we actually released that as a bonus video. So that's up there also. So, you know, definitely check out what we have on YouTube. Check out, you know, what we have, you know, our regular stuff too. But we're going to be having shorter, more to the point episodes, as we like to call it. And you know, it's going to be a lot of fun with what we got planned for over the next six months. And this is just the beginning of changes. There's going to be a lot of other stuff going on, more places to find us. We're going to be doing some new cons. We actually might have the return of the con report because we have some conventions already in the plans for 2023. So definitely will be very interesting to see what's going on for it. But of course, let's thank our crew for being here. Ashley, thank you as always. Do you have anything you want to shout out about tonight? Yeah, um, my shout out tonight is um, 
just to remind everybody to take care of yourself. It's we're getting towards the end of the year. There's a lot of illness going around. It's a busy time of year. So if you find yourself, if you're struggling mentally, physically, or emotionally, just reach out and ask for help and take care of yourself. I think sometimes we all need someone to remind us to just take a minute and take care of ourselves and take some time to rest. So it can get kind of hectic. So just take a moment to relax and make sure you're taking good care of yourself. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. And folks, if you're feeling down at the holidays, because so many people felt feel down, Mm -hmm. we talked about it last week. Um, You know, there's so many people who are down and out. There's always going to be somebody there to, who can listen Mm -hmm. to you. There's phone, there's phone lines and such where you can call in. And if you just need to just talk, somebody will listen. You know, you don't have anyone close to you, no family members or friends who are available. There's always a phone line, right? And everybody, almost everybody has a phone nowadays. So mm. definitely call, take care of yourself. And Mr. Mike, what do you got for us tonight? Well, as always, it's my pleasure. And, you know, the only way I can follow up uh, Ashley's beautiful sentiments is by talking about the butt pocket uh because doom patrol of course doom patrol is back on hbo max and this is probably look with everything going on on hbo like max and everything warner brothers this is probably the last uh of doom patrol we're gonna get so i'm enjoying this i'm gonna squeeze every little bit of enjoyment i can out of this series i love doom patrol um it came back with i think two episodes as a start and they were both amazing uh it's so it's wacky and as fun as it ever has been um and yes it does seem like the main the main thing that they are trying to avoid this year is the butt apocalypse uh and if you don't know what that means uh if you google it just don't google it at work um because uh that well it depends on where you work but it's probably not a good idea in most places um so yes uh, not safe I, for work folks not look, safe for as, work at all as you know and the way wonder brothers is acting uh they might even pull the plug before the next episode airs on friday so so uh you know catch it while you can uh doom patrol has been one of my favorite series since it was when it first released and it's filmed right here in atlanta georgia so uh even more the better it's a homegrown product i appreciate it uh so much so uh, doom patrol is back any signs of bobby nash in the videos yet no i mean you know what um considering that uh there's uh most of the season revolves around attacking butts i'm i'm thankful that bobby is like not anywhere near this show this year <laughs> wow <laughs> wow all right um for me my shout out um like we i had mentioned earlier we actually got to go to a concert on thursday and it was at the roxy in atlanta well suburb of atlanta and we got to see the 40th anniversary of chronic town and for those who don't know what chronic town is it's rem's first ep that they put Wait, out you're saying people didn't listen to us last week they really mike really <laughs> i think we have a lot more listeners that are going to be listening about wednesday than we did about rem no offense but maybe maybe and so it was it was a fun show it um had tons and tons of folks you know you know 
musicians from Athens, um, big time musicians like folks from the Black Crows were there. Uh, Darius Rucker was there. It was John Cameron Mitchell was there. Hegwood himself was, you know, singing. And, you know, of course, Fred Amherst, you know, was those there. And it was pretty darn awesome. And they just, they did the they, first five songs were the five songs from Chronic Town. But after that was all REM music. And after they did the first five songs, guess who got up with them to play in the house band? Of course, Mike Mills and Peter Buck. So oh, wow. it was pretty awesome. And it was a lot of, you know, it was just the energy was great. We even got to see our friend Puddles uh, the Clown. So nice. So nice. And he was, he did a Christmas song. So, you know, always great to see Puddles. And, you know, for those who don't know Puddles, just look up Puddles the Singing Clown. You'll be impressed. And it is, he's a seven foot clown and has the voice of an angel pretty much and so definitely check it out they had it available for on video for the first 48 hours that you could you could buy the concert and you were able to watch it and but it's no longer available i don't know if that's because they're going to be putting it out as you know a movie like on streaming somewhere or or something because it was it's pretty awesome so if you get a chance definitely check it out the 40th anniversary of Chronic Town. And of course, speaking of crazy little things, we will be back again next week. That's right, folks. From all of us here, we hope you had a great Christmas. You know, it was a lot of fun. It was great being in the cold here in Georgia. And, you know, Ashley's used to the cold. She's in Kansas. But, you know, Georgia, we're used to sunshine. And, you know, in the winter, our, our winters are usually maybe in the 40s, you know. But no, we had some hugely cold weather. So it, we had we got to experience what the rest of the country didn't. But no snow, thank goodness, because, you know, a quarter of an inch would have shut the city down for a month. So as we like to say. But we hope everyone had a great holiday. Hope you, you know, had a fun time with everybody. And you know what? It's just always a great time to be, you know, with family and stuff like that and enjoy yourself. And, you know, New Year's is right around the corner now. And speaking of New Year's, we have one more episode coming before we do our great, you know, 2022 in the Geek Seat. But next week, we got another movie that we're going to be reviewing. That's right, folks. We are going to be looking at Last Onion. That's right. The return of, what, how's his name? Boulevard, Boulevard, Boulevard? What is it? <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Daniel Craig is back. Daniel Craig is back. Exactly. So I think I'm looking forward to it. Wish I would have had a chance to go see that at the movies, but you know, we'll see it on Netflix with like the rest of the world. And you know what? It'll be a ton of fun. So until then, of course, my name is Mike Faber. We really appreciate you joining us this time. And thank you for everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening. You know, we have so many people doing so many different things. It's going crazy. It's awesome. Thanks for listening to Earth Station One Podcast. We couldn't do this without you. We want to hear from you. Please write us at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you can now find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. Now the Earth Station One can also be found in video format up on YouTube. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. A little thumbs up goes a long way, folks. Just always remember that. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, 
Ms. Ashley Pauls. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you here next time on the Air Station One podcast. Peace, and we are done. Boom. Bye. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.